From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Emily Ernson. This is your news for Wednesday, July 26th. Today we're tuning in to the world of amateur radio. Oh, now we're just Typically, listening. Typically, I would just sit here listening to old guys talk about the weather. This is Joshua Griffin, otherwise known as... KJ7LVZ. I went to his house for the weekly amateur radio meetup when he and his wife... KJ7PMR. Kelly Griffin tune in to their radio chat room. Okay, so now what happens? Now we wait for everybody else's call sign to get called, and then he comes back around and we can chat for a moment. And sometimes he can comment on what somebody else says, and other times you just kind of say, man, it sure is hot out here. All right, hope you guys have a great evening. See ya. And that's about it. So it's just a time for people to meet on the air on uh, local radios and repeaters because this system connects us from down at the Arizona border all the way up into the Salt Lake Valley. So this little radio here on the shelf it has a kind of small antenna right out here and all of these other radios there's about i think eight or ten radios that are all linked together throughout the state so when you talk on one you're talking on all of them according to the federal communications commission there are almost 800,000 amateur radio operators in the u.s and over three million amateur radio operators worldwide In my head, I thought you could maybe talk to anybody around the world. You can. So there's different kinds of radio. Uh, That one, what you're going to hear tonight, is VHF, which is pretty much a line of sight. So if you can see that far, you can talk that far. Think of it as a really high-powered walkie-talkie. Then uh, this bigger radio down here on the shelf and the ridiculously tall antenna you probably saw when you drove up, uh, that can bounce across the ionosphere and you can talk around the world on it. Uh, I've made voice contacts to Japan and Morse code contacts in France and talked to South America and stuff like that. And that's there's no linking in between. You're not using a radio connected to another radio connected to another radio connected through the Internet. That's direct. But it's a very different style of operation. Okay, what's the ionosphere? Ionosphere. So you got a whole bunch of different layers of the atmosphere. The one that we live in is the troposphere. And uh, you get up through the stratosphere and you end up in the ionosphere, which is a charged layer above the Earth's surface that reflects radio waves. And what kind of conversations do you have via Morse code with people that are in Japan, for example? It's usually pretty simple. You give a signal report, hey, here's how good I'm hearing you. Here's my name. Here's where I am. That's the most basic. And you may just give that one direction, then the other, and it's over. So you can prove that you made a contact. Or you can go on and talk about the weather. Talk about your antenna and your radio. You know, the easy, low-hanging fruit to talk about. Usually for local contacts, meaning, you know, within the United States, we'll talk about whatever comes up. Uh, We can talk about aviation. We can talk about... Nobody talks about sports, strangely enough, even though it is a whole bunch of old guys. Uh, We can talk about, you know, mowing your lawn... back into the radio here a little bit talk to everybody and uh, I just hope everybody takes care, take care of yourself uh, that's all I have, 
JJ7 WSC. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for checking in with us this evening, and uh, yeah, glad to hear your voice again. Uh, next one on the list is uh, KJ7 PMR Kelly. Well, good evening, everyone in the net. It's been nice weather, and hopefully we'll get some rain soon with the monsoon. And uh, just enjoying my work at the farm, and hope everyone's doing well. And talk to you later, KJ7 PMR. Well, good evening to everybody. Uh, I've got a guest here this evening uh, doing a little interview for a radio show. So I've got some third-party traffic fuel letter break in for a moment. We'd love to have uh, company. Hi, this is Emily Arnson. I work for KZMU, the radio station in Moab. I'm here interviewing Joshua and Kelly. Thanks for including me. I love listening in. I have chills. I love this. I'm, I feel like I'm going to cry. This is like really emotional. People that you didn't even see. It's not anything ner- terribly new for you, but there you go. There was some live action for you. All these people just talking into the void and then someone responds. It's like so beautiful. <laughs> Do you guys feel emotional doing this? Uh, you know, the first couple contacts, absolutely. Probably the biggest one for me was my first ever Morse code contact. You are sending these dits and daws with a little Morse code key. You don't know if you're doing it right. And then somebody comes back and they're going slow and you can kind of understand them. Joshua and Kelly are part of the Sinbad Desert Amateur Radio Club, along with 38 other members who live in the region. There's maybe four of us, five of us down here around the Moab area and further south. Do you ever meet up with those people in person? Occasionally. Actually, this past Saturday, Greg, me, Kevin from Dove Creek, Colorado, we three ran over to Phil's house. So we went out there as a community and set up an antenna and got him set up with an HF station. There's things called field day where you'll go out and you'll camp. And there's kind of a special event operating where you try and get as many conversations, as many contacts in with other operators as you can over the weekend. It's like a contest. How do you make contact with someone? Is it just sort of like a matter of spinning the dial until you make contact? Yeah, yeah. We have a certain frequency range we can use. You go around, you listen for somebody calling, and you respond to them. And when you're doing that, are most people within like the Colorado Plateau area? Or like, what's the range for that? Not at all. During the day, the type of frequency you're going to use, it's going to bounce between 600 and 1,800 miles. So you can easily contact somebody out in Florida uh, during the day. And during the night, things usually shorten up a fair bit, and you'll talk to people within the surrounding couple states. Why does it depend day or night? It's uh, a lot about how much the sun has charged the ionosphere. So we have a whole bunch of different chunks of frequencies we can use, and they work in different ways during the different time of day. If you're an old shortwave listener, you might know that during the night, all these AM radio stations pop up on the band that you may have not have heard during the day because now it's bouncing across the ionosphere and during the day it was being absorbed. It's weird stuff. All right, we're getting a little too in the weeds with the physics here. (laughs) Okay, let me see if there are other questions. Why is it called ham radio? 
back to the Morse code days when you had people who sent Morse code professionally uh, on ships and such. They would hear these other guys sending Morse code and they weren't very good at it. They sounded ham-fisted. So poor Morse code operators got a derogatory nickname, ham radio operators, and we kept it as an endearing term. Do you know the history of ham radio at all? It started back in the 30s, 20s or 30s. I don't know why it was originally invented, but if you look in our current regulations, ham radio is a service for emergency communication, for experimentation, and as an enjoyment. A lot of it was experimentation. Experimentation for what? Furthering radio technology. Do you know any examples? There's actually one that people use every day right now, and it was a very weak signal that was developed to study a type of star that's collapsed in on itself out in space. And they were using this mode to study their existence. Okay, can you go to space? Can I go to space? Can you go to space with your radio? Oh, yeah. Your radio's hearing space noise all the time. We have amateur radio satellites that you can talk through. Could you reach the space station? Funny you would ask. There are ham radio operators on the space station, and there are quite a few amateur radio radios up there. And from time to time, you'll be able to talk to an astronaut, or they'll send out what's called slow-scan TV images. And it's kind of like a postcard that you download. It's some weird sounds that you hear on the radio, and it shows up on your computer as an image. This is blowing my <laughs> mind. Okay, your antenna can reach the space station. Yes, actually, this tiny antenna that's, what, a foot and a half long will reach the space station. The space station? The wow. Space station. How far is low Earth orbit? I don't know. It's not very far. 30 miles? That's it? That's how far away the space station is? 30 miles traveling around the Earth once every 90 minutes. Oh, so easy to reach the space station compared to like japan okay so have you ever reached the space station i have decoded part of one of their slow scan tv images uh, i haven't talked to anybody on the space station i have talked through some satellites but not the space station what's the craziest thing someone said to you on the radio you know every once in a while some old guy who has nothing to lose will be like man there was this time in 1947 when i stole this car and but no nothing Nothing dramatic on the radio. People aren't using it as like a confessional booth? No, not usually. It's just old guys talking about stuff old guys talk about. So why do you do it? Uh, because it's interesting. It's something to do. I like the technical aspect maybe a little bit more than the talking aspect. Every once in a while it is nice to find somebody interesting to talk to, but you never know who you're going to talk to. You might not find anybody interesting all night. Other times you'll meet somebody really interesting that has interesting stories and can communicate well and can listen. And those are quality contacts. Looks like we're going to close it up at 2038. This is the Sinbad Desert Amateur Radio Club Net. We meet each Tuesday evening at 2000 hours on the local repeaters and related links. We appreciate your checking into the net this evening and invite you to check in again next week. This is KJ7TZA and the S-Darknet is now clear and returning the repeaters back to normal use. Thank you all. 73. You can find a link to the Sinbad Desert Amateur Radio Club website in today's show notes. 
And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, July 26th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6 p.m. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.